We need a swamp. We need like why don't we have a swamp? We do have a swamp. Yeah, but it's kind of hidden. It's out of the way. Yeah. yeah. You can't always get there. You can't always get what you swamp. <laughs> I think the Rolling Stones. Swamp, said swamp, that. swamp. I think that's what he said. I don't know. I'm Zach. I'm Riff. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 175 of Video Games Hot Dog, a podcast that we do about video games. How have so you done So many been? of them. Been pretty good. There are a lot of video games. I think it's going to be a while before we play them all, guys. Yeah. I don't think we're going to make it. The, the stack continues to pile higher. Yeah. Yeah. Is it possible that I didn't take a single picture at Portland Retro Games Expo? Is it possible that I am incapable of uttering the phrase Portland Retro Games Expo? <laughs> I, I don't think I took any pictures, so it's possible that you also did not. Well, I was going to talk about the games that I played there by going through my pictures of the games that I played there that I took pictures of. I think the answer is that I didn't play any games at the oh. Portland Retro wow, Games really? Expo. Yeah. Huh. Did you? Uh, I did not, because uh, I didn't feel like sitting in front of a console and the arcade games that they had are, are games that, like, spending all day helping out at ZapCon and, and wandering around and playing pinball and old arcade machines has sort of, sort of filled me up in terms of how much arcade machine I feel like I ever need to play. Ever? Like you're just done? Well, no, I mean... You got you bought yourself another year, is what you're saying. Yeah, basically. Even though there are different games? Uh, I didn't really see anything there that I haven't seen at Zach. <coughs> we think. did not have Fire Truck. Yeah, that was okay, the game that, yes, I, that I played. Truck. I did watch Jenny play some Fire Truck. <clears throat> that game is terrible? Uh, yeah, it's got it didn't two, look good. <laughs> it's got two people with steering wheels, and I guess one person is driving the trailer yeah one person is behind it said i sat in the thing and then i was like this is really uncomfortable and then i got out and saw the sign that said only children are allowed to sit in the thing mm. i see I'm like well what a terrible what a terrible toy that's only for children yeah <laughs> it's a bad game portland was fun though mm-hmm. we had yeah. a good time we went to we went to a lovecraft bar with our friends yep. from from the duck feed tv network it was it was pretty good until they turned the music up loud and the goths showed up no, it got even better after that because then you got to listen to music and watch goths. <laughs> there was I'm a, okay with watching goths, but I like to be able to turn to the person sitting next to me and talk about the goths without. Oh no way! Shout. You need to be. You need to. You need. You, you got to be forced to lean right in there and whisper <laughs> into the person's ear, whisper. so that a little bit of your little bit of your soul. Do you think that goths that like to be watched are called Visigoths? Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. I like that. Yep. Um, there, there was a, there was like a legit raised in the Church of Satan Satanist uh, there, and he had like real serious dermal implants, huh. and he was really, really nice. He looked, huh. he looked like a guy who, like, you know, were they you, like you were trying to put a character just in like, your movie that was going to kill you and everyone? Like just it would strange like shapes, thing. or did they like do things? They were like horns. They they were just mm. shapes. They but they were they were like from above his eyes to the crown of his head, horns underneath under his the skin, forehead. Wow, that's skin. creepy. Yep. Mm. Yep. Weird. Yep. But he was really nice. Man, there was like a goth wedding. It was great. While you were there? Yeah. Oh, is a that what that was? A wedding party showed up. Yeah. Okay. 
I was wondering. The woman in the dress wasn't just being like an ironic goth who well, wore a white dress. <laughs> she was a bride. <laughs> no, what I was wondering about is because there was a guy uh, obviously checking a, a, a name list and letting people upstairs. And I was wondering if there was like a secret club or something. Yeah, that was the cool people list. Now I'm wondering what happens if a bunch of goths go to uh, the Kentucky Derby. <clears throat> what what would happen? I don't know, because isn't that where you're supposed to wear a white suit and drink a bunch of mint juleps? Oh, I thought you were setting uh, up a joke. No, I'm just curious, like... I mean, I feel like, would yeah, it just... they, they would, their makeup would run as they sweat. Okay. Uh, they would... <laughs> <laughs> probably either enjoy or be appalled at the perceived cruelty to animals. Okay. Um, they would get a lot of weird looks from uh, the Southern gentlemen and ladies. Sure. All right. I suspect. Okay. Also, I think goths in the South are just juggalos, so <laughs> they would probably be arrested. They would drink a lot. Sure. Do they some, would They would be thrown out for not having substances. shirts on. Okay. I bet sure. the the annual Disneyland goth night is pretty cool. Oh, I bet it is too. Is that a real thing, Riff? Or are you just making that up? Yeah, it, I don't. I think definitely. Be- is, I became aware of it at thing. some point. I don't. I don't think it's a, an officially Disney licensed. Oh thing. no, it's not. Oh, it's just, okay. It's just the day that all the goths go to Disneyland. Oh, all right. Like I think there. I think there is a similar like gay Disneyland day that. They just like things of, that happened on certain days at Gay Disneyland. Yeah, self-organized. <laughs> there's there's two Disneylands in town. There's normal Disneyland and the Gay. I mean, not to be heteronormative. There's straight Disneyland and right. Gay Disneyland. The so there's a Gay Denny's in Phoenix that everybody's always like. We were talking to Sean the other day, and he was like, "Are you aware of the Gay Denny's in Phoenix?" Like, yeah, there's just one of the Denny's where the gay guys go. I guess maybe gay ladies, too. I don't know. I've never been there. But there's definitely a gay Denny's. Do okay. they have Do they have gay-related funny menu names? Instead oh, of, that like, would be... Moons Over My Hammy, it's, I don't, I don't know, something else. <laughs> moons Over My Two Dads? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, <laughs> rainbow syrup? Rainbow yeah. cakes? Ra- rainbow Damn. eggs? I... <clears throat> There's riff. <laughs> <laughs> cool. This is we're, this is a great start we've gotten yeah. off to. Yeah, um, really. The other game that we I really set ourselves playing, up with a lot of opportunities to make jokes there. Yeah. The other game that I remember playing at uh, PRGE was uh, "The Moon Is Dying and So Will You." Yeah, that was one of the newer. That was like a modern indie game in a cabinet. Yeah. Um, so. Over at the ground control booth, ground control is this like sort of bar arcade uh, in downtown Portland. Um, they had uh, they had brought over uh, Killer Queen, which is rad. That's the five v five game, which is everyone should play and is great. Um, and then they had some a guy who works there has been had been working on a game for two months with another guy, um, and it was pretty cool actually uh it's called it was called the moon is dying and so will you and it's a two-player cooperative game where the moon is getting progressively closer and closer to earth and so it is causing the tides to go crazy out of whack um and you play as a like an inverted cone and a like an inner tube basically 
and you're trying to explore the landscape and collect a bunch of crystals. Um, but the, but there's like a water level and it like goes way deep and way high and gets worse and worse. Um, as time goes on, um, and the tube can't navigate on the land and the, uh, inverted cone can't navigate in the water. And so you have to work together. Mm. It's pretty cool. Actually, there's definitely some strategy to it and it's like got a bunch of neat exploration. Um, Oh, is there a plan to sell it somewhere or I don't know. I mean, they really, they had not been working on it very long and they're like, they were super outside the like indie community. I was like, so, have you considered like showing, like putting this in the IGF or, you know, like anything? And he's like, yeah. or taking it to Indicate. I think it would do really well at Indicate. He's like, yeah, I don't know what that is. Huh. <clears throat> so it was neat. Um, and it was like a stand up arcade cabinet, right? Yeah. Like, so that's the other thing is they built it into a cabinet because, because they work at ground <laughs> control, they have access to like all of this. Sure. So but it doesn't seem like it needs to be that. Was it no, was it such that you could It was a play giant it? it was a giant uh like flat flat screen but on its side, so it was a very tall screen, which is okay. kind of neat. There was a bunch at Galloping Ghost, I remember there being some games. There was some game running that was I think just a StarCraft 2 map. It just like ripped all the assets from StarCraft, right? Oh, was it? It was, it was so. just like a shooter with a bunch of StarCraft 2 sprites. They're not sprites, I guess, but models and there were like multi dragons layer cabinets that were just clearly running on televisions okay yeah you can put a lot of things in a box the size and shape of an arcade cabinet mm-hmm. doesn't have to just be donkey kong did you Skulls. did you not play any of the games that you purchased riff um i have i played some of um the gba uh castlevania Aria of Sorrow, I think, is which one that is. I haven't finished it yet because I got distracted by other stuff, as I tend to do. Like what? Um, well, let's see. A few weeks ago, Jenny and I did that 24-hour stream for um, Extra Life. Yeah, Extra Life Charity. Which would... I'm sorry I didn't watch it. I couldn't handle the terrible audio. Uh, was the audio bad? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Our voices were kind of wobbly. The, 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 um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's just because of the mics or the software. I think it might be that Jenny's computer doesn't really have enough power to do as much as we were asking of it. Um, were you uh, asking it to both play the game and record you and also we were, we were share asking, recipes on the internet? Yeah, we were asking it to, yeah, to both stream and, 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 deal and run with, SETI at home at well, highest priority. Streaming and and running the software necessary for us to plug two USB headsets into it simultaneously. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't really know how any of that worked. And apparently, it, it not very it, well. It did not work answer. very yeah, well. Yeah, I'm sure that some people had a higher tolerance for that audio stuff. Like Kevin probably would have been right at home. It would have been like, ah, oh, this is like listening to everything in two X, except then. It's like listening to it at 2x, then slowed back down to 1x. That sounds gross. (laughs) It's just like every, you know, half of every second, evenly distributed throughout the second, was silence. (sighs) That sounds awful. Yeah, hopefully we can can figure out a better solution for that if we want to do some more streaming at some other time. But, um... The game... The game that we spent the most time playing in that stream was uh, Persona 3, 
which we played for about 14 hours before finally deciding that it was it was not a very good idea. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because well, we both of us were pretty familiar with Persona 4, which is a really excellent game, not not because of like the mechanics of it because it's it's pretty it's a pretty straightforward turn-based JRPG. Um but what makes it great is that the characters are all really interesting and detailed and and complex people and they're really tied well into the plot which is really complex and interesting right from the beginning all the way up to the end and we were like well okay people people seem to like persona 3 and we really like persona 4 so let's let's uh try persona 3 and since we haven't played it that'll be more interesting because we're we're seeing everything new I think you might have you might have wanted to play Persona three and a half. <laughs> well, what what happened was it it turned out I, this is probably not literally true, but what it seemed like was that all the characters and plot in Persona three were like cardboard prototypes for the characters in Persona four. They are just flat and bland and just boring, and you could point at just about any one of them. And say, oh, that's the boring version of this dude from Persona 4, or that's the really dumb version of this character from Persona 4. Do you think that and, they just mistranslated the Japanese subtitle and Persona 3 was actually Persona 3, shitty Persona 4? Yeah, <laughs> that's very possible. Yeah. It's like, we, this, we, someday we're going to make Persona 4, but in the meantime, here's Persona 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we we played that for 14 hours and right about the time I was starting to get too tired to play video games anymore, I was definitely too tired to put up with that anymore. So you guys stayed awake for 24 hours it, to play video games. 24 hours straight. After after we gave up on Persona 3, uh we played uh uh Soul Calibur 2 for maybe half an hour or 45 minutes, long enough for each of us to play every character once. Wow, and uh, and then we and then we did a, a complete playthrough of Indigo Prophecy, which took about eight hours, and uh, that was that was pretty good because it's it's a terrible game, but it's terrible in a sort of a mystery science theater sort of way, and I was familiar enough with it that I could play straight through it without having to redo any levels because of screwing things up. Is that a Heavy Rain Man game? Yes, it was. It was the game. I don't know if it was the one right before Heavy Rain, but yeah, it was. It was previous to Heavy Rain, and it's real dumb. <laughs> I mean, it 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 plays okay. It's it it's mainly just entirely quick time events, but it it's it's all right uh, gameplay wise. But uh, did you guys but, earn some, but the plot some is for so silly. Yeah, we uh, we got somewhere between five hundred and six hundred dollars between the two of us there you for go. Children's Hospital. So yeah, that was pretty good. For um, that Rob Cordry show, Children's Hospital. <laughs> for uh, I'm not familiar with that show, so I, I can't really do a follow up on that joke. <laughs> but uh, well, good try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for chill, for we for for that child in Saint Elsewhere who's who who uh possesses the entire universe within him. Mm. Um You mean God? Yes. That was God. Uh what else have I played? Oh, I played I've been playing uh 
huge shit ton of uh, fantasy life. Have you guys heard of that at all? I've heard you mention it. What I is play, it? It's like Animal Crossing, but in a fantasy Not world. Ex- yeah. No, I know. I've, so it's got I some Animal played, Crossing-like elements. I've played about an hour of it, and I don't know. It is sell me on it. Okay. Riff. So imagine, imagine the guys that did Brownie Brown, the people that do uh, Professor Layton, do an MMO. Except it's basically a single player MMO. You can invite your friends over to play multiplayer with you, similarly to how you can invite people to your town in Animal Crossing. Uh, but it's, it's mostly single player, but it, it has that sort of MMO structure of areas and quests and so on. Um, there's, there's 12 classes or like jobs, uh, but only four of them have anything at all to do with combat. So you've got like your your standard class, your wizard and paladin and hunter and whatever, and the other eight classes are all about crafting. It's it's three gathering classes and and uh, I'm kind of tired. What's eight three five five crafting classes? Um, and you can switch between classes freely, and so you can use the like underwater basket. Here's here's a, here's a question. I'm about an hour in, and uh-huh. how do you switch between classes? Because fuck, you I go want back, to. You go back to the to the little uh, shop where they give you your job license and ask them for a different one. Oh, it's a job based game. Yeah. And so you, you so, so you can be a policeman or a fireman. Well, you can be a lumberjack or a miner or an alchemist. So okay. you can so you can like you can be a you can be a hunter and go kill some caterpillars to get silk thread and then become a tailor to make that silk thread into cloth and then be a lumberjack to cut down some oak trees and then be a carpenter to turn your oak uh, uh, logs and your silk cloth into a chair, which you can then put in your house. And all the quests that you get throughout the game, because it's got, you know, all the villagers all have their little exclamation points of their heads saying they've got a job for you, but unlike in, say, World of Warcraft, where that job would be, go kill me 20 pigs, that job is, bring me a really nice ottoman. <laughs> So, so you you go you go farm up the ingredients by cutting down trees or some of those you do have to kill some monsters because a lot of the monsters drop various recipe ingredients and you have to kill an ottoman golem yeah you kill an ottoman golem that that's the easy one because you just cut the head off and then you're done um, but uh, yeah and you you make stuff you make the crafts and you turn them into the villagers for money and the advancement within the job is also quest-based because you get a list of various tasks like make three iron daggers and every time you do one of those you get a number of stars and then once you have a stars are basically just job xp and when you get the next level of job it unlocks a new slew of recipes and so on i get like you have to switch between, like, if you, you want don't, to you don't make- have to. You, you can any 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 skill that you have unlocked by being a class, you can or by having a particular job, you can use that skill as a different job. It just that individual skill levels up slower when you're using it cross class. 
but you can mm. you can even fulfill the the class specific uh, quests as a different class. You just have to be the correct class when you go to turn it in. Is there like an end game? Uh, I believe there is. Cause I mean, there is an overarching plot. It's it's kind of like a thin sort of basically standard, although well written and frequently fairly funny uh, plot. Uh, but it, I mean, it's. It's nothing. It's nothing huge to write home about. Uh, but I mean, is there like a boss that you have to have? Like, I, don't, I have to be wearing the world's coolest shirt, <laughs> so I have to like be a tailor to do that. And then, and then I, I need the uh, pocket square that I have to. Mm, that's tailor also. Okay, and then I have to have <laughs> the best pants. Oh, you mean like like is there is there a thing that you specifically need to have accomplished specific recipes to? To fulfill yeah, like that? is there? Yeah, uh, not that I'm aware of. I haven't gotten to the end of it yet. So I mean, is it just grind for grind's sake? Then it, yeah, it is kind of it is kind of a thing. Like, hey, a lot of people like crafting in these games, so let's make a game that's just about crafting. Oh, like glitch. Yeah, that was successful. Kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, it is. It is. Uh, it is fairly glitch like, although it's. It, you know, it's sort of top down. I mean, there's down. stuff to kill. You can... Yeah, there is stuff to kill. And, and there's... The the exploring is much more interesting because the, the environments are more varied and there are actual, like, caverns and dungeons to explore and stuff. But... Yeah, anybody that like Glitch would definitely like this, I think. And, uh, I mean, just generally, if you play MMOs and enjoy going out looking for copper ore so that you can make copper bolts so that you can make whatever you whatever your engineer makes copper bolts into then that's what this is a frankenstein's monster costume do you get like could you play a miner from zero to all of the skills that a miner has without having to like level up combat skills or I have not done any com my my playthrough of this game has been doing everything except combat uh classes. So I've I've just got my basic dagger skill that you start out with. And you're not finding yourself like getting killed by monsters when you have to go into where the coolest ore is? Nope. Um there ha there have been some places appearing where like here's a door that I ha that won't open until I have beaten this really big monster that I'm not strong enough to tackle yet, but it's not... You have to level up your football player skill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not, as far as I am aware, critical path stuff, I don't think. Um, so it's just something that I'll come back later when I have unlocked a blacksmithing recipe that gives me a nicer dagger. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I, you know... The only reason that I stopped playing it is because I realized that my calling was to, in fact, spend about a third of my life playing The Binding of Isaac Rebirth. <laughs> yep. Um, I've been playing a fair amount of that, too. I also, I, I got my, uh, my second Mom's Heart win last night. Mm. Um, I had a crazy run where I got, uh, the Ludovico technique yeah, with Azazel on the first room uh, basically which just makes it have you played with azazel uh yeah i haven't i haven't also gotten ludovico technique with him so he has the brimstone blast the ludovico technique turns that into a 
circle, just a ring of that stuff that is like bigger, bigger than you are by a pretty big margin that you're just moving around independently. So it's just basically, all right, I have this. Now I can just kind of destroy everything for the rest of the game. It was nuts. Man, the Ludovico technique is strong, but it's like, patting your head while rubbing your stomach yeah it really it, it's hard it get, yeah. like in the more frenetic later levels where because you don't think about it but sometimes you're on the attack and sometimes you're on defense and you're just attacking kind of as an ancillary thing while you're dodging yeah. around and that kind of does the trick i eventually. wonder if it combines properly with the nod leaf have you seen that one I have not. It is a thing that if you stand still without firing for two seconds, you become completely invulnerable. You turn into a little stone statue. Oh, huh. And I, I oh, wonder, wow. I wonder if moving <clears throat> the tear from Ludovico technique around counts against that or not. That must be a like a Super Mario Brothers three. Yeah, I nod, think so. Yeah. Right, like because it does give the you the leaf- little raccoon tail. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because that was that was the only point where. Like in later games, did having that tail still let you turn into a statue? I don't remember. Does it give you? Does it give him huge balls? <laughs> That's why Tom Nook wears that apron. I think they left him out of the. They left those balls out of Super Mario Three. Hmm? You just can't see them. They're behind. It's a good game. They're behind the white blocks. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. The visuals. I think are fine. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are criticizing that, but I'm beginning to think that maybe a lot of people on the internet are just shitheads about things for no real reason. Mm. I prefer the vector to the the sort of pixelated version, but it, they're they are totally that playing fine. it playing it on the small screen on the Vita. I almost don't even notice it. I I can I could see how being blown up to full monitor size would be. I don't know different i tend to actually play with the play field fairly small because i make the window narrow and tall so that the ui won't be superimposed over the actual room oh, okay uh, because that makes it a lot easier to parse the map um and i i mean i also kind of think that when you're playing that game and kind of in the zone that it puts you in you're sort of watching the whole screen anyway it's not like you're focused on any individual piece of the art. Yeah. You know, I like the environments, I think just straight up look better. Oh yeah. Definitely. Because they were kind of, I think they were bitmaps in the original anyway. Um, I could be wrong about that, but there's just a lot more variety in them and a lot more Mm -hmm. things going on. A lot more little, little flavor bits, a lot of gore. Yep. That a lot of persistent gore. Hmm. Can't can't beat that. I um the game that I forgot to talk about playing during Indiecade was the game that I continued to play the most of also at PRGE, which was the fucking Dream Quest. What Neither of you guys have bought it yet, have you? It's nope. the iOS roguelike RPG deck building RPG oh, I thing did, with the I did terrible the really yeah. Terrible looking. Art. I played a yeah. little bit of that. It seems it seems okay. I got a little confused about like knowing what the costs are of a card you're about to play. 
yeah, there's a lot of resources. <laughs> there's attack cards, which are free. There's green cards, which cost actions, which you start out with one of per turn. Then there are a lot of, it's, that's the sort of rogue resource. So there's a lot of things that are like, do this and then gain one action. Or, you know, there's a lot of comboing. Hmm. There's a lot of rogue cards that are like, deal one damage, draw one card, gain one action. So it's just sort of like a freebie to have in your deck. And you'll end up going through your entire deck every round Wow! with a deck like that. I don't know. It's weird. It's it's similar to the Binding of Isaac in so far as the tools that it gives you are very heavily steeped in the randomness of the game. And so some games, you're just really, really well equipped to kick a lot of ass. And some games, it's... In this case, just impossible because it's a turn-based RPG. So it will just it will just set you up like, all right, we've generated this floor, and because of the class you are, and because of the cards you have, and because of the opportunities that the rest of the monsters and encounters on the floor have afforded you, you're just not going to be able to beat the boss. And that is pretty dissatisfying. Hmm. You know, and maybe maybe you could be better at the game and you can always beat the first floor. You get a little bit of persistent character power increase, but it is largely, it gets to the point where the things that are unlocking are just new cards or new perks that you get for leveling up or for actually perks that you get for making it to a new floor. There's only three floors. So a lot of those perks are not available going into the first floor like you get to pick one to start with but only a small subset of them are available Hmm. to you um it's a good game Hmm. i just i wish that i wish that the art was more consistent the thing that drives me nuts about it there's there's actually a listener's mail about this and we're doing a listener's mail section this time (laughs) oh are we yeah we are um the thing that drives me nuts about it is that there will be like There will be stick figures on one card, and that's fine, whatever, stick figures. And then there will be a stick figure on another card with a different line weight. And then there are cards where they just copied and pasted those two stick figures from two different cards onto the same card with Mm. different line weights. And it just makes me so angry. (laughs) (laughs) Like, some of the stick figures are drawn with a pen tool that makes straight lines. Some of them are drawn freehand. God damn it. Huh. Well, that's obnoxious. Yeah. It it seems like there is... Somebody is credited with having done the good art. So it seems like they're, the original art that's in there, which is fine, is a thing that they just didn't have enough money to pay somebody to do the entire game in that style. Which is a thing that happens. I mean, mm. who knows how many copies of this game have been sold. I feel like you would be able to find sufficient like free video game tile sets and just other random open source art assets to do a thing like this without it looking so much garbage. Sure. Which is why I think it's a sort of art direction issue rather than a, all the glitch assets, man. Sure. You could make it out of all the (laughs) glitch assets. That would be pretty interesting actually. Hmm. I don't I think it, that stuff is a little too organic for this but also there's the there like while you could make a game about pie 
and crockpots and shit, uh-huh. you could not make a game that had even a single sword in it with the glitch assets. I, I was going to say yeah. you could make Lord of the Rings online, but then the sword thing disqualifies that. Yeah, you definitely need to be able to make. You got it. You need a you need a glam drink. <sighs> a lot of pies. Yep. Sandwiches. Uh, I also played the uh, public test demo for. Um, uh, oh, I just... The Talos uh, Principle? Talos Principle, yes. Yeah, I was just looking at that. I'm pretty fucking psyched about that it game. Is, it is really cool. <clears throat> I know Did nothing you, about it. It what is, is it? it is a first-person puzzle game uh, made by the people that do um, uh, uh, Serious Sam. Huh, okay. It It looks kind of like The Witness, maybe? possibly yeah it's like set in this sort of sort of woods on an island and then inside the woods there's like this sort of ruined castle sort of fortress and you're solving puzzles you're sol- solving like puzzles having to do with like directing lasers into yeah. into locks and and deactivating force fields that have been bolted into this this ancient ruined f- structure did you? It looks, it looks uh, rad. It looks real good, and it's got like terminal with some. Well, there's like the two other characters are like apparently God talking directly into your head, and then an AI that you can talk to through this con- computer terminal who seems to to know more about this God character than he's willing to tell you, and you can see some articles or emails that people have 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 left sitting in this old computer network and did you uh did you get to the uh, the hidden secret final puzzle i haven't actually played it i have just been looking okay. at the screenshots and uh reading people talk about it so well, n- knowing knowing that there is such a puzzle will will encourage you uh it, it will probably be obvious to you what you have to do to unlock it so, but okay but without knowing that ex- that it exists you might not otherwise have bothered to do that task so that's uh, cool. But yeah, it's real good. And that last When's it supposed to be out? Um, uh, middle of December. Middle of December? Oh, oh nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the last that the the secret puzzle is not in itself like super difficult or interesting, but it presents an entirely new puzzle mechanic that just blew my mind for the possibilities that that they can do with that in the final game. We should make a game uh, about being an administrator at a school for candles, the tallow principle. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. School and, uh, for candles? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you heard me. That's <laughs> pretty good. All right. I want, this, I want this game on my desk Friday morning. <laughs> And schools for candles. Yeah, schools you learn for candles. Yeah. What would you learn? Uh, schools for candle di- dipping, <laughs> dipping your <Yeah>. wick. I- <laughs> Jesus, you're not supposed to dip your wick in company ink. <laughs> um, what about you, Kevin? Um, so yeah, I've been playing some games you've been playing a shitload of games but you're not allowed to talk about any of them well it's not that i just didn't i didn't prepare because i thought we were going to just talk about prge oh we'll talk about prge what are you well i I talked about the games i played 
fire oh. truck uh, yeah i played fire truck i mean i wandered around and watched a lot of people play classic video games including a bunch of kids which was pretty exciting um because they were playing like old school like nintendo games which i'm guessing they had never even seen before mm. oh god i saw the most adorable thing at the mini bosses show There's, this girl was old enough to drink too so maybe this wasn't adorable she somebody had a nintendo set up and she walked up and asked if she could play it and it was it was comical watching someone approach that device and try to figure out with no foreknowledge how to use it. Like she could not figure out how to load a game into it and turn it on. Like, like part, part of the problem was that it was on with no cartridge in it when she got there. Oh, so that's a problem. But then she was just like full on just holding the controller upside down. It was, oh, it so was the cord was coming out the bottom. Yeah, cord was coming out the bottom. Uh-huh. Okay. And like there is text on there. Yeah, so, it was darkish. Okay, it, I, I don't. You know, it was, it was funny. Like, I, it wasn't funny in a like making fun sure, of it. It was like, right, oh right. man, the, this is we're old. That was <laughs> that was the prevailing sentiment among all of the guys that were around watching this happen. Like, sort of too nervous to approach her and fix anything for fear of being weird. Right. But then in turn, each person solved one of the problems that she was having trying to get a Nintendo game playing. Ah, oh, man. And then we saw a band uh, that I don't remember the name of the band, but they were pretty awesome. It was a very treasure mammal like experience. Oh yeah. Yes. Where was this show? Uh, right down the street from here at uh, bottom of the hill. Really? Was when the, yeah, the mini bosses played. I, I, I think you might have already been asleep by the time I found out about the show. Oh, wow. Or you okay. were out of town or something. It was... Uh, well, if it was around Halloween, then I was out of town. I don't even remember. It, we took a long time off here. Yeah, we did. On podcasts <laughs> yeah, we for did. a lot of dumb reasons. You're um, sick again. Yeah. It's bogus. Been coughing like... Bogus all day long i'm I'm taking a bunch of cough drops to try to prevent uh coughing into the microphone but uh i uh yeah i think next week i will have a list of all the games so i'm i'm one of the judges in the igf this year which sounds way more exciting than it is because like the judges do a bunch of the grunt work which is basically play all the games and sort of winnow it down to a field of like things that the jury should look at and then the jury actually like goes in and makes the real decisions narboots is the name of the band oh, that's g-n-a-r-b-o-o-t-s a good name. Huh. if you ever get the opportunity especially in the san francisco bay area which i think is where they're located to see the band narboots play y- you should okay huh yeah to dance under a parachute oh did they like do the parachute they dress thing? up as clowns a lot of the time it's pretty good no nope. huh weird they have two drummers and that's it there's no there's no melody <laughs> nope. oh that's that's cool there i uh when i lived in uh, columbus there is a band called uh, gaga that was a a live acoustic industrial band and they had three drummers and a gong made out of a giant rusty saw blade <laughs> okay it was pretty good. <clears throat> was the guy playing the gong also named Rusty Sawblade? Uh, it might have been. He also had a bucket of those round red fire bells that he would bring out and then spin around on the concrete floor. <laughs> hmm. It was a good show. I wish I still had their tape, although I, I guess I don't have anything to play it on anymore. 
I thought you were going to say, I wish I was still on acid. <laughs> uh, I wish that too sometimes. Maybe you are, man. Maybe you only <laughs> think you're a glass of orange oh, juice that's been working no. on a video game for 10 years. <laughs> I'm going to come down and be very surprised. <laughs> They're very young, though. That'll be, that'll oh, be that's exciting. that's true. I get to make all those mistakes again. <laughs> you can make them slightly different this time. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Man... That would really suck if it turns out that the way that we quick save is by dropping acid, because <laughs> I fuck. <laughs> that's not that started that's not real, real late. <laughs> like I wish I, I wish I had started before all of my bones started to hurt when it gets cold. But would you would you want? <clears throat> would you Every want... time you quick load, you're so confused. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> would you want? Uh... A quick save early in life and then never do it again so that you could always just return to that point. Mm. Oh, I guess it depends on whether you can have more than one I think quick save. You probably save. have one yeah, slot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless you just have a really like if you if you you quick load to the point where you're like 13 and then by like 19, you're a billionaire somehow. Right. You're like, you know what? Oh, just by buying Apple and Google stock. <laughs> Well, you don't know that it plays out. I mean, maybe... Oh, do you not get to keep your foreknowledge? Well, even if you do, I mean, maybe your actions change, change everything oh, in unpredictable ways. I mean, maybe yeah. maybe you are the Ashton Kutcher in this butterfly effect. <laughs> hmm. Good, guys. Is that all your games, Kevin? Yeah, that's all my games. Anything in the news? There's nothing in the news. Are you, are you kidding? We landed on a fucking comet. Wow. That's not a video game. Oh, well, I guess it could be Are you like kidding me? Lander. Jesus. <laughs> we landed comet on a lander. comet. Bubbles. It's pretty great. I think that was sponsored by Comet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you think they tried to get in on that? They're like, "Hey guys, we have got we have got the branding opportunity of a lifetime." Yeah, they could make a new Comet Comet, which yep. is made with... I mean... <clears throat> Free tiny robot on the side of every can of Comet. I kind of don't care about space. I know. I know. I'm the worst nerd. <laughs> Your first name is Zap, and you don't care about space. I'll bet there is nothing on that Comet. I bet it's just a fucking rock. It could be snow. There's okay. a probe on it. Sure. Yeah, there's a fucking robot on it now. Yeah. Cool. Mars <clears throat> is entirely populated. Sorry, I saw Interstellar. Everything is fucked. We're just fucked. Everybody's fucked. Yeah. Go oh, on. anybody who wants to listen to my thoughts and feelings about the movie Interstellar can listen to the most recent overthink <clears throat> ah, Overthinking It podcast that I recorded in this very room back when I could speak. Okay. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so that was that was my news. We landed on a comet. So this assignment, the dream yeah. of the fisherman's wife. <laughs> the sailor's dream. You, 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 you played a slightly different one than I did. <laughs> More octopus oriented. What did you guys, uh, what did you guys think of this? It's a I haven't finished it yet because i didn't realize that it took seven days to play yeah i i i got you know the main the main story but i haven't i haven't heard i've heard two of the songs and one of the radio transmissions 
So I have four of the songs and <clears throat> 10 of the transmissions at this wow. point. I got crazy lucky. I The first time I went to the transmitter island was 10 seconds before the top of an hour. Oh, oh nice. And so I was like, what is going? Oh, it's playing a thing. Okay. So you must just have to go here and then wait 10 seconds and then it plays a thing. And then I went back and nothing happened. I think that if somebody was like, hey, I really liked Year Walk. Mm-hmm. Should I buy their other games? I would say you should buy Device, device six. 6 and not this. And if somebody said, uh, hey, I really hey, I really liked Device 6, should I buy their other games? I would say you should buy Year Walk and not this. And then if somebody depends said... Depends on what they liked yeah, about Device it depends on device why six. they liked Device 6, I would say. Because hmm. I feel like Device 6 was closer to this than yeah. Year Walk was. Oh, certainly. It's, it's a nice, you know, story beautifully told there just isn't any gameplay elements to it yeah there really isn't anything that like there were no puzzles which they specifically i guess wanted to get away from and i'm all about not i'm all about them making a thing where there aren't any puzzles that gate your progress progress or access to the story i guess but like i mean would device six have been like 15 minutes long without any puzzles I don't, I mean, it seems like, it just seems like Device 6 had so much more to it than this. I guess if you count seven three-minute songs, that's not true. But, like, I don't know. I It is very hard for me. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Did you look up the uh, coordinates that that each location has? Oh, no. no. Is, Is that significant? They are places they're like islands and places um in and around um like the nordic countries Hmm. sweden and do you think that they hid treasures on those islands i don't know are we being are we being trolled like icelandic style uh, (laughs) with an arg i dude i don't know i thought it was interesting the way they used the the uh the the printer feature of it did you did did you get that to actually work i i don't have a compatible printer but yeah me either in in a review i i i saw mentioned what that does and apparently it prints out like a line drawn illustration of the scene that's being described in that bit of story huh so it's not just the passage of text no no it's it's uh it's not even the passage of text is just an illustration that it prints out for you. Interesting. I mean, that's clever. I like, I almost feel like this would have made more sense as like an NEA grant project that was then distributed for free or playable in a museum or something like it just, it, it is just such a categorically, different experience than the other things that, that they've made that they have sold me you know and i'm mm. not it's god i feel like i feel like this thing is making me do two things that i don't do that i hate myself for even thinking one was like i don't really feel like this is a game and two right. i don't feel like this was worth the money that i oh, paid wow. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it's not worth the money. I would say that it's, 
I would definitely call it more of an interactive storybook than a game. Except it's an interactive storybook that, I mean, just to, to continue to be a dick about this for a few minutes, it is an interactive storybook that has maybe 12 paragraphs of story total. It's extremely minimal. I will grant you that. Like, it, it just felt like that can't be it. Like, I mean, so- this rowboat must take me to the <clears throat> second level of 10 is the- what I felt when I got to that thing. I mean, each of the, the, the captain's recordings is, you know, a chunk of content that is part of the narrative. And each of the songs is a chunk of content that is part of the narrative, right? Like those are, I think those are just as much descriptive and like, and like plot elements as the, the actual literal like paragraphs of text that are in the, in various locations throughout the map. Right. Like, I wonder why it rubbed me the wrong way so much. Like if, like, yeah, I, I, I understand. Like, yeah, there is all this content. If you come back every hour, you can see this stuff. If you if you come back every day, you can see this stuff. And if there had been a new island every day, mm-hmm. I would have been fine with that. Like, that is a pacing mechanism, right? But all right, here's the game. It's really, really minimal. But there's some more stuff if you want to do a thing that's a pain in the ass. Like, you don't have any reason to come back the next day to this thing Except that it said, oh, if you don't want to wait a day, you don't get to see this. If you don't want to wait, if you don't want to log on to this thing every hour for 12 hours, you you know, or or just like keep a checklist on your nightstand of which ones of these you've heard and then remember to come back at this specific time. Like, I don't know. It just it just felt like a middle finger rather than a cool feature. Hmm. To me, and like, whereas if like World of Warcraft had an event where you had to come back every day for seven days in a row to have a thing unfold, I would have thought like, ah, oh, that's cool, you know. But the fact that the, if if World of Warcraft was like, all right, once you've done everything in the game, then there are these paintings that you unlock access to, and you can look at one a day for a year. <laughs> Even though you have no reason to log on, having done everything that there is right. to do in world, this is a terrible example, and that is not <laughs> how anything works. But like, yeah, I man, I just I'm struggling to not be mean about how little I liked this thing. You just reminded me that the new World of Warcraft expansion opens tomorrow. <laughs> do you? Did you not enjoy the little that the narrative that they presented? No, it was in one eye and out the other. Hmm. I, like there's a girl and it burned a house down or something. Yeah, like it just no. It I, I was like interesting because I I didn't care at all about it any of the things that I saw. Feels like a, a detective novel to me a little bit. Like mm-hmm. you're trying to piece together what happened. Yeah, it right? definitely felt like. There is a conclusion that I haven't seen yet that I presume will, will, um, like, assuming that ha- if you see all seven, if you hear all seven songs, that there's another thing in the song house that gives you another paragraph of text, and then maybe another one when you've heard all the radio transmissions, 
and those will give the last page of story that 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 more concretely ties together what the girl did multiple and times gives a more during... satisfying conclusion i don't i don't know if that's true or not i mean i think there is a final ending that you get yeah to see, i mean it, but it I definitely but i don't think it's even like another island that you get, get to that. poke around on i think it's just like a scene that is probably multiple true. times during that song i reached for my pocket to pull my phone out because i was bored and i wanted to fuck around with my phone instead of the thing that i was doing and the irony was that you were the irony to was that i was playing phone. the game on my phone like tune in tomorrow for another 3 minute unskippable fucking cutscene if you don't like the song then that's that's sort of your mm. own issue sure, i guess yeah boy I, I, just, I i think they're pretty sure the whole thing I mean, is incredibly pretty. The, yeah, the the, 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 the parallax that they do with, with the yeah. And I mean, I wonder really if somebody nice who looking. just wasn't at all charmed by the like sort of '60s mystery aesthetic of Device Six would have felt this way about Device Six, mm. or just gotten angry at the puzzles or whatever. But like, I don't know. It just this, ugh. boy. I'm. I appreciate that they're trying different things. And if you asked me, in an abstract sense, would you want a company to just keep making safe things that were all the same if it meant that those things were good? Or do you want them to actually experiment and do different things to try to, you know, go new places with their work? I would say, oh, well, I want them to experiment and try new things and go new places with their work. But, I mean, I think that necessarily means that some of it is not going to be for the person who some of the rest of it was for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's not a game. I don't think it's not worth the money. But boy, oh boy, did I just not like it. Like, I just left thinking, I cannot believe that that's all there is to that. Hmm. Given that, like, I don't know, Year Walk, I felt, was like a solid couple hours of experience. I don't remember it being that long, but okay. Maybe it wasn't quite that long. But I mean, between it and the, like... And the companion app. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like the entirety of the text in The Sailor's Dream is about as much text as one page of the companion app for Year Walk. I, like, it's like nine discrete areas or ten discrete areas or something that you find those multi-paragraph sections like it's it's definitely not a lot of writing but it's it's some i don't i think probably if you took all the lyrics to all the songs and all those little writing bits you'd probably get a very short short story Mm -hmm. well i don't want no short short story I am, I'm, you know, I want to see what it holds, so I'm, I'm gonna play through all the days and get all the yeah. hourly content and, and just see what the whole experience is supposed to be before I, I make a final judgment. I, I definitely do fish, wish that there was more stuff there. Yeah, yeah, some sort of fishing like mini a game. Fishing mini game, yeah. That's... <laughs> uh, but you know, whenever Samogo releases another game, I'll buy it and. If I like it, I'll like it. And if I don't like it, I won't like it. But then whenever they release another one after that, I'll buy it. Like, 
they're doing what I want them to do. Right. Which is to occasionally disappoint me because they're not doing the same thing over and over again. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's fucking beautiful. Like they have really, they, they know how to get a person to interact with a mobile device. <laughs> you know, I didn't mm. partly I was playing it in a really bright room. Okay. And so a lot of the time I was just sort of swiping at random until something happened hmm. on the screen. And I think that just from like finally looking at it in better light, that it was because there are indications on the screen of like what direction you're moving that I just couldn't the, see. The little dots or whatever. A lot of the time. Yeah. Hmm. Like the like a line leading from where you were to to where you're going. I mean That device six just did it better. <laughs> you know, there are those, there are those like music toys, which were cool. Yeah. You know, but like, that's the other, th like I was really excited about electroplankton after hearing it described. And then mm. I played it for like five minutes and I was like, eh. yeah, what is electroplankton? It's like a little ambient rave toy music game for the DS. Okay. That came out that was, that it was, like, sort of discussed in the same kind of hushed tones as Rez. But Rez is a fucking video game. Like, you shoot things and are flying through bosses. You know? Like, ah. You could shoot your boss while flying... While exploring these islands? Through these islands. Oh, hold on. Yeah. I need to look at this broken telescope. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm such a Philistine. It's <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that you guys liked it enough to provide a counterpoint to my milk toast objections. Hmm. Yeah, it's strange. Like I'm I'm definitely charmed by it, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, charmed is pretty much the word. And I think that's it. Like I feel like you didn't like Kentucky Route Zero. Yeah. And I was entirely charmed by it. And all this is, is just the same thing with like taste reversed. That's possible. Except also Kentucky Route Zero has a hundred times as much content as this game. Sure. Like, the <laughs> just more to hate, I guess. Yeah. From your perspective. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What are we doing next? Uh, I think we're going to play The Novelist. Yeah, um, I think it's been talked about a while, like a year ago. A year, yeah. Um, I don't know a ton about it. Um, I think it is possible that people might have the same kind of objections about it not being enough game, but we'll see. I think it's like Gone Home, except there is a ghost, and right. it's you. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, so we'll see what that's all about. Um, yeah. Cool. So we're going to do some... Reader mail. Listener's mail is they, what we call it on this podcast. They also read things. Yep. Uh, let's see. I have some actual emails. A bunch of people trying to promote stuff. Is it timely? Lul didn't read, says Gord Fro. Your lack of reader mail is disturbing. Make time for listener mail or cut the segment altogether. Two episodes in a row, you blew us off. Two. Uh, <laughs> more like, uh, more like. <laughs> in an I am better than you million. tone, not cool. Handle it. 
Love the podcast. Thanks for everything. Gordon Houston, Texas. Wait, the, he, this is an this is a, an email just complaining about the lack of reader mail. Yep. Hi, gents, says uh, Aiden McGlennon. I just read something that described running out of marijuana as going dankrupt. I thought you might appreciate this. <laughs> wow. I reflect it. Wow, yeah. That's good. Uh, David Bass writes, uh, David Bass, uh, friend, friend of the friend show, of the show who uh, was, was at uh, BioWare as a community manager during the lead up to the Old Republic. Uh, writes an email about the itemization there. He says, hey, friends, just wanted to add a little more context for the gear talk from last week's show if you were interested. While I wasn't a designer on the game, of course, it was my job to help explain and promote the system so I can at least talk a little about the ideas behind it. Zach had the gist of it right in that the initial concept was Luke didn't get a lightsaber and then get a new one every 15 minutes. The idea was that for players who wanted to live their ultimate Star Wars fantasy, they could get their lightsaber at level 10 and then keep it the entire game. Players who didn't care could just play like they would any MMO. Orange Gear was definitely supposed to be Star Wars' version of Transmog. The idea was that the stats were attached to the mod, not the item's appearance, so you could have any item's appearance with the same stats. In practice, though, it ended up feeling less satisfying from a drop perspective. Both while leveling and during endgame, at least initially, an item would drop and you wouldn't have the immediate feeling of, this is better for me, because you'd have to go in and check each mod individually, which took away from the, that boss just dropped a sweet lightsaber. I think a lot of the more advanced players really like the system because of the appearance of flexibility it allows. No, because of the appearance flexibility it allows. But personally, I feel like it was poorly explained to the more basic players who missed out on what would have been a solid stat upgrade just because the base sword drop didn't have bigger numbers on it, so they tossed it. Well, I guess that's me. I'm I'm one of the basic players, and it didn't work for me, whereas you would have been a more advanced player. So I, I feel like you, Kevin, saying that you felt like that would have been cool to you yeah. is just because you are a lot more patient methodical yes. analytical player of things like this yeah than i am and probably most raiding players are hmm. right and i mean i feel like the way that wow handles that is by your leveling gear just being fucking irrelevant right you know you just sort of equip what you get from quests and you're fine i wonder if they could have accomplished the same thing with a a lightsaber that you couldn't discard that you would always have to keep in your inventory so you always had your old lightsaber but then you would just play the game with sort of whatever crap you found lying around and then you could always go back to your the one you built yourself or something um for purists Um, Aaron Dobb writes, Hey guys, just listen to episode 167. I don't have a question to be read right on the podcast, but a couple links based on things that were discussed. But then uh, I, I just want to read this thing that he talks about. Regarding Minesweeper, he's almost certain that the canonical Windows Minesweeper doesn't generate the board until after you've clicked on a starting square. Thus, it is impossible to lose on the first move. It is true, though, that the game isn't solvable in the general case. Uh, there's an app called Simon Tatham's Portable Puzzle Collection that has, among other things, an algorithm that generates guaranteed solvable Minesweeper puzzles. And there's even an iOS port. That he links to. It might not generate. It might like always guarantee that first square be free, but you can often not get any information. Sure. Yeah, if the if you yeah. click on the first square and it says four, then right. you're fucked. Also, right. But I mean, it could. It, what it could do is when you click on a square, it could generate boards until it generates one where that click reveals ten squares. And then that's sure. probably, but I mean, a lot of Minesweeper games don't become unsolvable until the very last move, yep. which yep. is just a coin flip then, right? Yep. I mean, 
I think Minesweeper is just not a good game. Correct. Like, that's... <laughs> but, I mean, neither is Klondike Solitaire, but I've had a bunch of fun in my life playing Klondike Solitaire. I don't know that I would say it was fun, actually, now that Do I've said that out loud. Do you play it with cards or ice cream sandwiches? I did mm. used to play it with ice cream sandwiches. It was pretty good, and it was like, how many of the... The way that I play Klondike Solitaire is how many of these... Solidar? Solitaire? How many of these can I eat before they melt? Okay. Right? And when we moved to Arizona, it got a lot more difficult. <laughs> right. But you had more friends, so... Uh, Brent Woody says, hey guys, if puzzle creation was a university degree, what would you recommend for the syllabus? Would you have a specific puzzle syllabus taking a person from general literacy to puzzle master? Or would it just be, do all the puzzles you can find? Keep at it, kiddo. That's uh, from Cognitive Disco Dance or Brent Witty. Man. You should read Puzzlecraft. You should, but like... I feel like what you want is the most liberal of liberal arts degrees, <laughs> right? Because what you want is to have just this incredible breadth of knowledge and the ability to drill down where necessary so that you can make puzzles which reference thousands of different things. Mm, yeah. Um, right? Because if you, if you just studied the technical aspects of making puzzles, you'd know all of the like you could probably make a lot of japanese puzzles yeah like yeah. a lot like, of a lot of sudoku and nurikabe variants but but like what does it even take to be able to write a crossword like it's it's one of those things where you have to know everything right uh, like you have to literally know will shorts literally knows everything <laughs> he made a deal with satan um, I think writing the clues, the more stuff, you know, definitely helps. Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's, let's look at the, uh, questions uh, submitted via website. Sorry. Edit that garbage out. Um, Did you try to just snap? El Accordionacci says, Zach, the first time I heard your sign-off phrase, I thought you had built a random sign-off phrase generator. <laughs> Something like, keep your A in the B and keep X the Y, where A is a random body part, B is a thing, X is an action, and Y is another thing. Well, I'm going to make one of those for next time. <laughs> uh, Cody from Phoenix says, Thank you for raising your Google SEO for the term VGHD. It's less creepy when I search it at work, and it's above Virtua Girl HD. <laughs> yep. Uh, somebody writes, The reason you thought you were playing as the Red Ghost when you were a toddler was probably not because red is a particularly striking color, but because the Red Ghost is the only one who starts off outside of the ghost home area of the maze. Yeah. Mm, uh, See? Okay. I think the problem is that I was too fucking smart as a kid. <laughs> That's definitely your problem today, so... yeah. Uh, Alex Phillips says, uh, thanks to you. Thank you for suggesting DreamQuest. You made fun of the graphics and rightly so, but the graphic design concept is actually really nice. It is remarkably clear what every card does just by looking at the images. That is true. Like an attack card that does two damage has two shitty swords on it. And an attack card <laughs> that does four damage has four shitty swords on it. Remember that Legend of Zelda game, four shitty swords. <laughs> but it was F-O-R. Weird. 
Uh, someone writes, it might interest you to know that a recent 3DS update has made it so you can purchase and download home menu themes for the 3DS. One of them is a trick-or-treat theme with NES Zelda sprites, and it's pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, I bet it is. The new 3DS uh, does some interesting stuff with their 3D technology. Um, yeah, they, I was reading about that. They track where your head is, so you ha- can move your head around and it will adjust the 3d so that you don't have to stay in that super limited. Really? They made the the range of it much larger by having the camera watch where your face is. Yeah. Yeah, It's crazy. Is this, Oh, new, like new 3ds, the thing that is called fucking new 3ds, which is not yet out in North America. Yeah. Not till 2015 geography teacher writes, Port comes from Porto, which is the second largest city in Portugal, country next to Spain in Europe. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, uh, geography teacher. <laughs> Madeira comes from Madeira Island, which is an island southwest of Portugal, which also belongs to Portugal. Nice. Well, I guess that's the difference between <laughs> Portugal and <laughs> between Port and Madeira. Uh, Mr. Fluff and Stuff says, Hey all, your discussion of cards as a representation in video games reminded me of the Mega Man Battle Network series, which had a somewhat unique real-time slash turn-based slash card system. Do any of you have any familiarity with the series? It is criticized by Mega Man fans because, well, it isn't anything like the Mega Man games, but some of the titles in the series are very interesting. I remember playing a little bit of it on an emulator, and the combat is really, really interesting, Mm -hmm. but... The movement, like the overworld, is so homogenous and boring and rife with random encounters that I just couldn't stand going anywhere in it. Yeah, the the random random battles is, as best as I recall, is what turned me off of it. But it's also just every you're running around in like a cyber zone, just on like you know, oh, I'm on like a red energy road Mm -hmm. leading between red circular energy platforms and everything looks exactly the same yeah and the problem that i have with random encounters like that in video games is that i can never remember which direction i'm going so i end up with a lot more random encounters from just randomly changing directions over and over again and when the map is confusing i'm just double fucked i wonder I wonder if there is some way to like game genie around that or something, or if somebody has made, if somebody has made a game using, because the way that the combat system worked in that game was interesting because you were, you were on a kind of a limited grid and you would get a set of things that you could do. And some of them were like, move around on the grid, but you couldn't always do it. So it was like, ah, I yeah, know I'm going to need to shoot this guy in a couple that, turns. That like, would affect like a row or a column or. Yeah. Yeah. And it seemed cool. Yeah. Anonymous guest says, Dear Sausage Party, the one guy who loves Spelunky is not an idiot like hat guy and high-pitched arguer believe. After downloading it from PS Plus and playing it for an hour, I can testify that it is not a bad game. Thank you. See? <laughs> uh, See hat guy and high-pitched arguer? <laughs> I, I like that it's, pitched it's been confirmed that I'm a hat guy. <laughs> yeah. Sarcastically, at least. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't recall claiming that Spelunky was not a good game. Yeah, I don't either. So I'm confused. Starwed says, "Zach, the first couple books in the Dresden Files are pretty badly written. If you like the basic concept from book three onward, are way better. I mean, it's never great literature, but there's a definite uptick in quality. They're worth reading. P.S. I checked out the Anubis Gates on your recommending, by the way. So thanks. Well, good. I'm uh, 
in the middle of, I'm almost done reading Declare, which is another book by him as a spy book. And I finished The Night Circus recently, which is oh. not a Tim Powers book, but is. No, I did rad. not realize that uh, you were even reading it. Yeah, it's good. Cool. Night Circus, Westing Game, where you're, you're going on the Jake Rodkin recommends journey. Yep. Slightly <laughs> later than I am. Um, a lot of people had talked about the Dresden Files after I talked about it and said that it gets better later. It's one of those things where it's like, hey, you should read this 500 book series. Right. Oh, but start with book nine because that's yeah. where it gets good. Yeah. That's, it's, like, it's like, don't read. Like, you should definitely read Discworld, but not the first two. <laughs> Yeah, when somebody recommended that I watched Buffy, they were like, if you want, you can just skip every every episode in the first season except for these three. And I'm like, no. I'm just not going to do that. I'm just going to watch them all, even though I know they're bad. We watched uh, Hush on Halloween. Oh, yeah? I hadn't seen an episode of Buffy in a long time. It's pretty stupid. (laughs) As a standalone thing. But even the good episodes of Buffy are pretty stupid. (laughs) The musical is pretty good by itself. I mean, I liked it. I'm glad that I watched the whole series, but it's what. So I've only ever seen Blink uh, of the sort of modern the Doctor, Doctor Who. Who's, yeah. I and haven't it's, even it's watched okay. that one yet. It's okay as a standalone thing, but like it's also like it's just TV shows, right? TV shows that are not like the sort of mini movies that HBO has sort of conditioned us to begin to expect. Yep, are kind of dumb. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying watching twin peaks along with chris and jake again oh are you are you or following a, along again watching twin peaks along with anybody. i'm trying to stay yeah. i'm trying to finish it so that i can finish watch finish listening to the episodes because i've got all of them paused at the spoiler That's section hilarious. which is gonna get obnoxious um i'm like three or four episodes into the second season it's good Second season, you're you're gonna start finding more challenging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could probably after like after the the killer is definitively revealed and and all of that is resolved, you could probably skip to like the penultimate episode if you wanted. Hmm. I probably won't. Uh, somebody who remains anonymous writes. Hey, Zach, the Robert Heinlein book you're thinking of is The Puppet Masters. You can stop asking about it now. And he's right. (laughs) It was, in fact, The Puppet Masters, where they do that weird drug that doesn't make any sense, that is a distilled version of all of the time dilation effects of marijuana. I see. Uh, Let's see. Snaz says, you've talked before about how money-intensive video game development is, but I don't think you've mentioned what goes into that intensiveness. Could you expand on that a little? I'm sure this is naive, but what more do you pay for beyond salaries? Salaries are enough. Yeah, yeah salaries are like huge. Cost. That's it. That is like basically a hundred percent of it. Video games it's are like made 90, by people. Ninety-five percent, yeah. right? Because there's there's a little bit of. I mean, overhead. sure, you got to buy a chair. You got to buy you got to buy everybody a computer or whatever. You got to like, pay for a Slack license. I mean, <laughs> think yeah, it, about how it much. Takes a lot of different people to make a game. I mean, even even the most basic. You you almost never see a game only made by one or two guys. I mean, you see it in you the indie, it, space. indie space. You see it yeah, in indie space, but, but once you... All the AAA titles are hundreds of people. Yeah, yeah. Like, way too many people. The, like, the, the number of people they have working on those games is what's probably going to crash the AAA industry. Like, look at the credits to a movie, right? Like, they'll, you'll, you'll see the cast, and you'll be like, okay, that's, you know, that's a couple of people. And then there'll be 
hundreds of additional people that are doing stuff. Right. And look at the budgets of movies, tens or hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Like a million dollars will get you 10 guys for a year. That is about what you're looking at for in, doing anything. In a million dollars yeah. will get you 10 guys for one year. 10 humans. Sure. 10 people for Ten one people. year. Yeah. Ladies can be guys. I was I, I was wondering if you were gonna if you were gonna respond with uh, well if you had ladies and you could you know seven hundred and eighty thousand could go <laughs> oh, uh, social commentary no I wasn't okay Kevin I wouldn't make a joke like that there was an actually there was an interesting concept like uh, a week ago somebody was like it's from this point forward all women are working for for the rest of the year all women are working for free because they make seventy eight percent you know percent of a male salary or whatever I was like ah well that sucks. If you also did that plus all of the time that you spent just working, work, you know, quote, working for the government or whatever, you know, like you're only making money until April or something. Till the 15th, maybe. Oh, no. But yeah, really, it's just salaries. Like salaries dwarf every other expense to such a great extent that they are effectively the only expense. There, there might be in the AAA space, uh, promotion like advertising might be yeah another like crazy yeah, expensive yeah. thing but in the indie space that doesn't really happen it's all salaries it's yeah and in I mean, the indie space there i mean there are people who are just making games in their spare time so that also gets like there will be people who make a game with zero money and it's decent or good even potentially depending on their skill set but like they're not counting their time as being worth anything. If they were actually paying themselves a salary, it would be, you know, crazy expensive, probably just like everything else. And so when companies are employing people to make games and people, you know, Republicans will overstate the extent to which you spend more than someone's salary by employing them. But it's health insurance probably like 130% of yeah. the pre-tax income on your pay stub is what it is costing your employer. It's not double, which is the figure that gets quoted a lot of the time. It it just isn't. It depends uh, on the industry, but it, yeah, not for us, I don't think. If you count like if you count like going to if it with with people that have a lot of travel and stuff like that like a lot of expenses yeah, may, yeah maybe i mean maybe there is somebody who their employer spends twice as much as their actual salary on but i that that always felt to me like like a just sort of deliberately alienating overstatement right of it just somebody trying to complain about i mean employing people is fucking terrible i love you guys but <laughs> jesus christ would i rather have a life where i didn't have to employ anyone um but still, everybody, I, I still, I want a life where I don't have to employ anyone, but everyone still has to do what I tell them. <laughs> That's so like, I don't know, maybe like if I was like a king, like a king <laughs> of something, that would be cool. Um, Harmonic Sir says, have you checked out Path of Exile recently? Had a large content patch in October and another smaller one coming in December. Man, every time I hear about some new thing that happens in Path of Exile, I start up Path of Exile, I make a new character, I get to the end of that beach, and then I just turn it off. Mm -hmm. huh. That was like, not as far as I got, yeah. And I know that I, I have a much higher, like, I have a character that I played most of the way through it on, but I don't remember anything about that guy. And I'll look at the inventory and think, what the fuck is any of this stuff? I'm sure it's all currency for something. 
but I don't know. Yeah. Call me when you can just buy the best sword in the game for ten dollars. <laughs> I'll go back. <laughs> yeah, well, buy a skeleton that when you kill it will drop the best sword in the game. Mm, okay, yeah, that's better. Um. Uh, somebody else writes, uh, to answer the question you had a while ago, the Pokemon company governs everything Pokemon, including the games, anime, toys, card game, etc. The actual developer of the video games is Game Freak. Ah, right. There you go. Well, guys, we finally did a listener's mail. Yay! Let's stop that right and Between out. that and all the other stuff wow. we did, I've, I've had just the best time recording this episode of Video Games Hot Dog with you. Sure. It's weird that you're doing it from the bathroom. Kevin, if somebody wanted to... Uh, Wanted to send us a, a video games mail. Yes. How would they do it? Well, they could tweet us at VG Hot Dog, which t- we, like people do tweet us. And I don't think we actually look at their tweets. Fairly, I mean, I look at them. Right, we, don't we don't ever look at them on the them air. On the air, I don't. Th- I mean, well, here, you know what? Here, here, I'm going to prove you wrong, buddy. Okay, that's what I do. Uh, if you wanted to email us, you could do vghotdog at gmail.com. Slow, hold your horses. Slow down. And if you wanted to <laughs> send us uh, a question or comment via a web form, you could go to our uh, web form, our website, videogameshotdog.com. At Zombieham says, had a chance to play The Binding of Isaac Rebirth yet? If so, what are your thoughts? If not, never mind. Yes, colon, awesome. Yep. Not, not col- like, I think you mean semicolon. Jenny Krenbolodne says, Yay, Magwai Po should be on every episode. We're going to try and get him back next week. And every week after that, if we can pull it off. <laughs> um, no, he's interested in, in making that a regular thing, and so are we. And I, and I, cool. I don't want to make any promises because all of our schedules are weird. We're all... We, he's busy working on Kingdom of Loathing, and we're busy working on Frog Fractions, too. I mean... <laughs> um... Somebody tweeted at us to point out that Devil's Attorney was free on Amazon. Somebody said that they were missing uh, the Video Games Hot Dog podcast when they were gone. Uh, Lokathor writes that Java exists on about 80% of the computers online. Huh, okay. That's surprising. I, I am vindicated. Yeah. Oh, uh, Trick or Treat Jay is asking, uh, have you guys, gals, played the uncle who works for Nintendo? Did you guys play that? No. It is loaded in a browser tab, but I've not played it. It is. I really, really enjoyed it. How like, long is it? I got every ending in probably 25 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not... It's it's a very, like... I mean, it's a Twine game with kind of a timer built into it, and then there's a few things. That, there's one point where I ended up looking at, like, a Jay's Games comment thread to figure out how to get one. Okay. Like, I got the first two endings just naturally, and then the third one, Did I had you to know look that there up. there was a third one? Yeah, it lists, there's like five that you can get, and then once you've gotten all five of those, it unlocks the last one, but then it, it's, you'll see. It's, okay. It's, yeah, it's re- it was really good. It was such a, like, nice bite-sized thing. Um, I was afraid that it was multiple hours, and so I was, I was nervous about starting it. Nope. Uh, uh, mm. Student Loan says, I know you guys aren't Final Fantasy fans, uh, fans, but are any of you playing along with the overthinking at FF6 book club? Now, mm-hmm. they, I, like, th- I was in the email loop when they were talking about doing that, but I just knew that in October I wasn't going to have time to play all the way through Final Fantasy 6 for it. I'm listening to it, and it's great. Um, I, and I, I played don't... FF6 too recently and also listened to, uh, 
Gary and Cole's rundown of it too recently. Mm. To be um, interesting, you know who is on it is video games hot dog listener uh, Night Vol, huh. Lord Huff and Puff, Justin Bortnick, uh, who is uh, active in our forums and is the guy who organizes the um, old WoW raid playthroughs that we do every once in a while. There might be another batch of those that uh, become possible right. to to play. Yeah, yeah. Although I don't know, capped characters be able to go through Pandaria stuff. Maybe that stuff is all so much less interesting to me. I'm I'm really curious if I'm gonna. Do like, you just hate islands? I think maybe I hate <laughs> islands. Yeah. Okay, that's beginning to explain a lot of things. Yeah, like I don't like I always ask for my Reuben without a thousand of it. Right. <laughs> it just it just makes a Reuben a thousand times worse when you put that shit on there, guys. I can't wait to record another episode of Video Games Hot Dog with you. Oh, let's and do it right now, then. I, and listeners, I hope I hope you'll you'll come back for it. And and until then, keep your head in the toilet and keep reaching for the fridge. Have a great week, everybody. Good, good night. I'm gonna buy a million sticks of gum.